your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to episode 421 of Locked On Canadians. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. My name is Laura Saba, also known as The Active Stick, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host Scott Matla. And Scott, one of our listeners reminded me that we made absolutely no jokes about the fact that yesterday's episode was 420. It Well, it was a nice episode, though, wasn't it? Like, um, <laughs> what people don't know is I had originally titled the episode High Hopes and Dreams, and then the Rasmus Ristolainen <laughs> news and everything came out, and all of those dreams went in the toilet. So it didn't feel... Uh, quite right it felt it felt like a bad trip in that scenario <laughs> all right yes. so uh let's get down to business because we're recording this after the seattle expansion draft although the picks have been leaked all day long we found out earlier in the day carrie price was not going to be seattle's choice kale flurry was instead going to be seattle's choice now there's a lot of debate in montreal since friday night or saturday night sorry when the information was revealed that carrie price had waived his no move clause for the purposes of the expansion draft and why I will say one thing before we move on to actually hockey discussion. I was after reading, I think it was a Pierre Lebrun piece on what happened. If I'm not mistaken, it was definitely in the athletic because it was the athletic font. Carrie Price, I my heart is filled with so much love for him right now because he knew that he there was a possibility that uh, he wasn't going to be able to go next year. And uh, he also knew that Jake Allen was sought after, not necessarily just by Seattle. Apparently, uh, he's somebody that is sought after by other teams as well, according to LeBron. And uh, and he knew that, uh, you know, this was going to be a, a tough situation for Montreal if they had no starting goaltenders to start the season. And he also called Jake Allen and, and talked to him about it before he made his decision. And I just find that just so heartwarming. But let's put our hockey hats back on. There was some new, like, not new, sorry. There was some feeling in Montreal that Carey Price coming off the books would be really good for Montreal. It would give them cap space and flexibility. And uh, I understand that. And there's also a lot of talk about how marketing wise, Carey Price would have been great for Seattle. But hockey wise, honestly, if I'm Seattle, it's not that great a decision. He is on the declining end of his career. He is currently dealing with a lot of injuries like year to year, right? Concussions, hips, knees. It's not the first time. And he carries a lot of money. Like there's, that's a lot of money they're putting into a guy that they're not sure. Now in Montreal, he's a known quantity. And also the other thing with Montreal too, is that they do have a plan in the pipeline that they're hoping that Caden Primo uh, will eventually take that spot when Carey Price is ready to go. But that's not now. That's not soon. So the so the Canadians would have had to immediately scramble to get a starting goaltender. And as we can tell around the league, 
those are not extremely, uh, the good ones, at least the ones that you can rely on are not extremely available. They don't come around very often. So I think this worked out well for both teams, I think. And I don't know that it's the end of the world that Carey Price didn't come off the cap, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, one, I'm very glad that we are done with the overanalyzing of Angela Price's Instagram. I, <laughs> oh God, am I so just done with that? I, I'm very glad we're done with all of that. And uh, to touch on the pick a little bit, I'm I'm sad to see Kale Fleury go, but it's a really a non-loss for Montreal, if we're being completely honest. Uh, they have the defensive prospects to replace him right now, and they're not losing their franchise cornerstone, and they didn't lose Jake Allen. They didn't lose Jonathan Drouin. There's a lot to actually like like the Canadians got off easy at both expansion drafts somehow I for the life of me do not know how they managed to do that but they did and I think that's the important part here is uh through two expansion drafts Montreal lost a bottom pairing defenseman who didn't even play for Vegas and a guy who currently is capping out as a third pairing defenseman and was surpassed by a guy like Alexander Romanov and will probably be in competition with would have been in competition with Caden Gooley and Matthias Norlinder this season across the board. It's, it is what it is. It was good to know way in advance this morning. Thanks Frank Saravalli for telling us absolutely everything today, <laughs> but it's, um, uh, it is what it is. It's nothing crazy. It's by all accounts, Montreal made off pretty well here, but now we wait for the, uh, the trades to roll in. Yeah, we're going to find out. So we are going to talk a little bit more about Seattle at the end of this episode, but I, I do think that both Scott and I liked Kale Fleury. We, we kept hoping that he would make the Canadians lineup. We think, you know, he's, he's a decent enough prospect that Seattle is going to be able to mold him into what they want him to be, but his ceiling is not what the Canadians need right now. As we know, Shea Weber's situation is still uncertain. And so they are going to need defensive help now not in the future so that's going to be something that they're going to have to watch for all in all the canadians again like scott said made it off pretty easy with uh with both expansion drafts and i'm, I'm waiting for it to bite the canadians in the butt but in the meantime they have also added an associate coach and we've got some uh, speculation that renault lavois has has uh, expressed on sirius xm and we're going to discuss that in just one moment but first bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. For the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, and you'll receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Canadians uh, hired a new associate coach, or no, a new assistant coach, uh, I should say, and Scott, you and I had a pipe dream. We wanted an associate coach in Guy Boucher. We did not get that. What did we get instead? We got new, the assistant coach coming from the OHL in Trevor Latowski. 
He has coached in the OHL since 2010. He was an assistant coach, a head coach, and an associate coach with the Sarnia Sting, uh, most notably when Alex Galchenyuk was there uh, during his time in junior. And then he went to the Windsor Spitfires, where he was an associate coach for two years when Mikhail Sergachev and Jeremiah Addison were there and then has been their head coach for the last three years. Obviously, there was not an OHL season this year, which is kind of unfortunate. So the biggest thing here is that was pointed out to me is that he was an assistant coach with Dominique Ducharme on the Canadian World Juniors team a few years ago, which I think is notable because that means Mark Bergevin is giving a blessing really to Ducharme to pick his staff and go with who he wants. We can also assume now Alex Burroughs is going back to Montreal as well. Across the board, it's another smart hire. It's a it's not a retread. It's someone new without NHL experience. The Canadians are trying out different stuff here. And these are guys who have worked with young players and that's what they want are guys who can build up a youthful team here since they have so many people coming in it it's not it's hard to find a fault with this right now yeah and it's really something that you know for me I was just kind of like I don't really know that much about this guy and uh I I'm gonna trust that Dominique Ducharme having worked with him uh knows what he wants on on his coaching staff I do think that you know it's one of those things right now where we're still in the off season. We don't even know which coach is going to get what responsibility. We're assuming obviously the goalie coach is going to be the goalie coach. And Luke Richardson is going to keep the de- defense. Uh, Alex Burroughs was in charge of the power play, but it's possible that that's not going to be the case. The forwards and the power play are still yet to be determined who's going to do what. So I think for me, it, like it's a little bit early for me to say, like, I know how I feel. And, and to be honest with their AHL head coach signing, Yesterday, there was a lot more information out there. There's a lot more uh, data that we have to draw on. But for this for this guy, <laughs> for Litowski, I, uh, I think that the fact that, you know, I'm not super well versed on the OHL and the fact that there wasn't even, you know, games and stuff this season, I, I'm, I'm not prepared to make uh, any kind of uh, definitive, you know, uh, opinion on this hire. But at the end of the day, it's an assistant coach. So it's one of those things where, if things don't work out like that will be, you know, that'll be the first person to go, or that'll be the first sacrificial lamb. I I do expect the Canadians to have a much better system than they did in the regular season of last year, just based on the fact that, you know, it looks like having time to strategize is, is good for the Canadians. We saw what they were able to do. And so for me, I just think that this is, you know, this is a decent hire. And Scott, as you pointed out, this is a vote of confidence from the management uh, on Dominique Ducharme like they they this is their guy now they trust his judgment they're letting him uh, add a person to his staff that he 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 has worked with before and he trusts so I think all around this kind of basically I feel like this is going to give the projection of stability among this coaching staff for now yeah it, it is a very promising buy-in across the board for a new coach here and Hopefully it allows Ducharme to be a little bit more comfortable. He has a guy he's worked with before that he knows what he's going to be getting from here. Uh, And I think more familiarity with Richardson and Burroughs will help as well across the board. I I can't find a fault with this. I I would be hard pressed to try and find a fault with this before the guys even coach today on an NHL bench right now. So before we move on to talking about Seattle and what exactly they did today, Uh, just really, really quickly, I wanted to talk about, this was not, this was, this is not from myself. I can't take credit. It was Robert Louis 
who was listening to Sirius XM, Robert has transcribed uh, the the uh, conversation that Renaud Lavoie had on his hit. And, uh, and here is what he says about, specifically, uh, he mentioned that uh, Dano was for sure gone and has been since he turned down the offer that was leaked earlier this season. Now, there's no exact wording on that one, but uh, it seems pretty speculative uh, from, from what we can tell. Uh, and then he brought up uh, Drew Wayne, and this is Renaud Lavoie's words that uh, Robert has transcribed off Sirius XM. I think he's in a good spot right now. If you asked me a month and a half ago what's going to happen to him, I would have said probably needs to change scenery today. I think that Jonathan really wants to play for the Canadians. Is he going to start the season with the team? I don't know. I don't have that answer yet, but I've been told that you cannot say for a hundred percent certain that uh, Drew will not play for the Montreal Canadians again. That would be a mistake. I've been told that I'm going to respect that. And then there's some stuff about, you know, how, uh, how, how he likes it here uh, and how Jonathan Drew likes it here. And he says, I think there's still a fit between the Canadians and Jonathan. Now, at the risk of being yelled at by our listeners for talking too much about Jonathan Drouet, I just I just wanted to relay that piece of information uh, simply because, you know, it is the offseason. We're going to jump on every information that we get and relay it to you guys and our thoughts. I personally still think that Jonathan Drouet might need a change of scenery just because in the Montreal market with Dan gone, there's going to be a lot more pressure for him to be a local, local guy. But I do think he's a useful player. And I'm actually quite surprised that Seattle didn't uh, take a chance on him, honestly. I, I, and I, I, I think uh, we're going to talk about Seattle in just one quick moment. Scott, do you have any thoughts on Jonathan Drouet? I, I'm glad that he's doing better. That is the most important thing with this is that Jonathan Drouin is doing a lot better than he was beforehand and that he is in a better place and ready to come back to this team. I guarantee he's motivated to try and get in there. So it's uh, it, it's all good news all the way around on that. I think he's going to be, they'll be able to find a spot for him, especially with Ducharme and some of these other guys here. So uh, I'm glad I'm just glad that he's seemingly doing better and that the Canadians are going to have his potential services next year uh, going into the season. Yeah, I do think uh, I do think that's, you know, th- the most important part is that he is better. So uh, thanks for Robert Louis. And obviously, as predictable in the uh, in the replies to to, to this tweet that in, in which he was talking about what uh, Renaud Levo was saying, there's like a heated debate on whether or not Jonathan Drew is useful or not so polarizing. So that's one of the reasons why for me, I think it, it, it is better for him to move on, but if he's good, then, you know, he can be useful to this team and uh, we're just going to have to accept that he's here and, and, and appreciate what he does bring and not expect what he can't bring. And speaking of what he can't bring or what uh, he didn't bring to Seattle, what was going on with that expansion draft? A lot of these decisions did not seem to make much sense to a lot of people observing and we're going to talk about that in just one moment you can't really build a team every day but what you can do is keep your car in good shape by going to rockauto.com for all of your car needs they have car accessories and car parts for every make model and year out there all you do is you log on to rockauto.com and it's so, so easy. You're at home, you're watching TV, pull out your phone and you can check it out. It is a site that has such a massive selection of all kinds of parts and all kinds of accessories for your car, literally anything. And you get to choose your own price. Everything on there is reliably low 
priced. And honestly, it is a no brainer. Cause if you go out to a chain store, first of all, you're going to have to get up off the couch. Who wants that? Nobody wants that. And then also you're limited to the stock that they have in store. You're limited to the brands that they work with and you're limited to the prices they choose to charge you because you're not a professional mechanic. At least most of you aren't, I'm assuming you might get charged up to twice as much as a professional mechanic would for the literal same part, exact same part. Why would you want that? Just go to rockauto.com and do not forget to write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So the Seattle expansion draft was yesterday at this point that you're listening to this. And while I'm talking about that, don't forget tonight is our last locker room of the season. You want to join us. Don't forget that tonight is our last Spotify green room of the season. And you want to join us at 8 PM Eastern tonight on Spotify green room. We're going to talk about what's going on with price. We're going to predict what's happening in the NHL entry draft. And we're just going to, you know, chat for potentially the last time. Well, we know it's the last time this season. Uh, And uh, you know, until the fall, we might not hear from you guys. So please, please, please join us at 8 PM Eastern. Anyway, Seattle expansion draft. What is going on with some of those picks? Honestly, a lot of teams are relieved that uh, Seattle didn't touch players that they were worried that they would take. Uh, And then at the end of the day, we found out that there were no side deals to protect some of these players that uh, some teams were forced to leave unprotected because they have so many guys that they wanted to keep. I'm not understanding the choices that are being made here. And to be honest, I'm I'm not even sure what the philosophy is. Like, it seemed to me, I had a theory about it, but Scott, why don't you give me your thoughts? And then we'll, I'll, 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 I'll throw you my out there theory and you can tell me what you think of it. Well, the news is that, that is coming in from cap friendly and around the league is no trades were made on any of these picks as of right now, which I... I am baffled by what this team is doing. Uh, I believe they have $32 million in cap space, though, which kind of paints a picture that they're going to spend a buttload in free agency. But I look at this team and I go, what? Like, I'm very confused. Like, they didn't want to spend money on picking high-priced players, but then gave Jamie Alexiak a five-year, $4.6 million a year deal, and I don't get it. I, I, I'm i confused. I get adding cheap pieces. I like pieces like Colin Blackwell. I think Kelly Yarncroke's a nice add. But then adding guys like Curtis McDermott and the like, I Carson Tarwinski and all this, I don't understand what the Seattle plan was for this, honestly. I'm, I'm a little confused. Uh, I am interested to hear what your theory is on this, but I'm just looking at it. I go, I don't know what's going on with this right now, honestly. So honestly, I think my thought is, and this might be a far-fetched theory or not, and this is this is something that honestly is clouded by all the hype around Seattle because they started out, uh, they hired some a really strong analytics and hockey research department. Uh, and uh, none of these picks are not not a whole lot of these picks are analytics friendly right and they're not even like I test friendly that much either so for me it seems like they they didn't shoot for the fences they they could have 
had better players. They could have grabbed uh, different players from each of the teams on which they selected. And there's a bunch of times where it was like, who, who is that guy? They loaded up on defense, which is great because now they have bargaining chips because, you know, everybody in the NHL needs defense. And if you're hoarding all the defensemen, people will give you stuff for it. They were very smart to ask for a lot to stay away from players that teams could not protect, but then none of the teams would play ball. And so Instead, they just pick these other guys anyway, right? So for me, I'm, I'm not understanding. So my theory is that if this front office is uh, listening to their analytics department, because again, there's always like the possibility that the hockey, the, the hockey guy is overriding their, their decision-making and, and, their, and their skills and their information that they're giving him, that might be a possibility. But I also think maybe there's a long game at play in which Seattle's not necessarily interested in uh, going the Vegas route and making the finals in the first season. Uh, And instead they want to build a team that is going to be sustainably good for a long time. They are in the Pacific division, which is a very weak division. So it's entirely possible that they make the playoffs just based on that alone. Uh, So they're not too worried about that. And instead they would rather just, you know, the, the next two NHL entry drafts are apparently really deep. So I think that maybe they would rather stock up on picks for that, for those drafts. And, um, and, and, and not necessarily tank, but take advantage of a of a higher drafting position and get some really good guys for their future. I really like that's the only reason I see here because they do have some some good guys. You know, Yanni Gord is there, for example. Uh, they got Jared McCann, which kind of made me laugh because I thought that, you know, Toronto essentially paid money for uh Seattle not to take a guy that Seattle wasn't even looking at in the first place uh so I I I just I find that their strategy is kind of perplexing unless you look at it in terms of they've decided they don't care about being like Vegas and they instead would rather build a long-term contender and so they're not necessarily worth they want to keep that cap space that's a big thing uh, it's a huge asset to have cap space in today's NHL. And they just, I think they want to take it slow and, and, and build a team that is going to be a longer term contender. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's the only thing I can think of, to be honest. I'm kind of there with you is that I look at it and go, there's gotta be more coming. I know that I've been disappointed a lot by the NHL in general, there's just too much left on the table in terms of cap space, the players picked, the teams involved, everything to, for there to not be uh, more going on. And there is an update from Pierre Lebrun. Any trade Seattle may have in the hopper will be finalized and announced after the trade freeze is lifted at 1 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Uh, Lebrun suspects there will be a few over the coming days. Uh, tomorrow afternoon is going to probably be a... I don't want to say that word on the show because Laura has to edit enough. It's going to be um, a circus. It's going to be a poop play. Um, <laughs> I, I think it, it's just going to be a mess. I wouldn't be shocked if Montreal is involved in that too, because they were, they've been active and quiet during this. There's a lot that's going to happen now. It's a lot of just like incomplete guessing is I think how I want to phrase that is we think we know what someone's doing and then it all changes. We thought Seattle was going to take Tarasenko. They're going to take Carey Price or they're going to take uh, Max Domi or this or that. I, I guess it's just, we have to play the waiting game and no one wants to wait because a lot of these people have been waiting for the draft and free agency and chaos for months now. 
whereas you and I have been trying to catch our breath for the last two months. Uh, <laughs> I am expecting a lot, though, to kind of come down the pipe tomorrow. I wouldn't be shocked if the Canadians lineup is one person lighter again besides Kale Fleury tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's entirely possible as well. And we'll find out, obviously, today. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it's going to be Thursday morning. So Thursday afternoon is when we'll find out all of what's going on. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to send us mailback questions because it is Thursday. And uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at LO underscore Canadians. If you want to send us an email, we're at LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. Uh, you can find Scott on Twitter at Scott Metla. You will find me at The Active Stick. Subscribe to this podcast or follow it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you liked this podcast, check out Locked on bets also available wherever you get your podcast and get your bets in for how Seattle's going to do next season. For example, there's tons of stuff on there. The information you need so far, they have gotten everything right for me. They've done right by me. So you really, really want to check them out wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow.